Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. to Taranga Go's conference call for the second quarter ended June 30, 2020. As a reminder, this call is being recorded. Your host for today is Trish Moran, Vice President, Investor Relations and Corporate Communications. Ms. Moran, please go ahead. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. Before we get started, I would ask that you view slide two of our presentation. For our cautionary language regarding forward-looking statements and the risk factors pertaining to these statements, our slide deck is available on our website, terengagold.com. With us on today's conference call is Richard Young, Terengas President and CEO, Paul Chowron, our Chief Operating Officer, and Navin Dial, our CFO. Following management's formal remarks, we will open the call to your questions. And now, over to Richard. Well, thank you, Trish. Moving to slide four. The second quarter was another period of growth and transformation for Taranga. We achieved solid results across the board. We're increasing production and lowering per ounce costs at a time when gold prices are at record levels. The results this quarter was a 40% increase in production, leading to a doubling and tripling of revenues, gross profit, EBITDA, and cash flow. Adjusted earnings more than quadruple. And our production costs will continue to improve as outlined in two recent press releases. Yesterday, we announced a revised life of mine plan for Wyoming. And on July 26, we issued a news release highlighting the results of the Sabadala Maswa pre-feasibility study. The PFS establishes the Sabadala Maswa Complex as a top-tier gold asset and repositions Taranga as a low-cost, mid-tier gold producer in West Africa, one of the world's fastest-growing gold jurisdictions. Compared to just one year ago, Taranga now has a much larger footprint in Senegal, as well as a new mine in Burkina Faso that is performing far better than initially anticipated. Our quality mines and their operating flexibility is expected to result in higher production, lower costs, increased margins, and stronger cash flows for years to come. In light of this, we are pleased to announce that we are updating our production cost guidance for 2020 and providing five-year company-wide production cost guidance for the years 2021 through 2025. Paul will provide the details. However, at a high level, we anticipate that our all-in staining costs will be among the lowest in the industry. And higher production at over 500,000 ounces of gold per year should result in attractive margins that will translate into materially higher earnings and cash flows moving forward. And now I'll turn it over to Paul. Thank you, Richard. 
Moving now to slide six. As mentioned, we are updating 2020 and five-year guidance to reflect the processing of higher grade Maswa ore at Sabadella and higher processing rates at Wanyang. Guidance for company-wide production in 2020 is increasing to between 375 and 400,000 ounces where, while we are keeping our cost per ounce guidance unchanged. In terms of the five-year outlook, we are estimating average annual gold production of 533,000 ounces at all in sustaining costs of $785 per ounce. So let's move to slide seven. As with many other companies, COVID-19 has impacted our operations in Q2. Most importantly, it has also impacted our communities, our employees, and their families. Both Sabadella and Wanyan continue to operate during Q2 with strict lockdown protocols in place. Employees continue to be isolated off-site and tested before starting work. For the first half of 2020, we have incurred about $5 million in COVID-related costs. Similar to Q1, commercial flight restrictions kept us from shipping and selling all of the gold that we produced in Q2, resulting in an unsold inventory of gold bullion of over 20,000 ounces a quarter end. Our updated guidance reflects the assumption that COVID-19 will continue to have an impact on our costs in the second half of the year for a total estimated cost of $10 million in 2020. Turning to slide eight. It was a solid quarter and a record first half in terms of company-wide production, driven by strong operating quarter at our new mine, Wanyan. In the second half of this year, Sabadella production will benefit from the mining and processing of higher grade ore from the first Maswa deposit, Sophia. With production from Wanyan and Sabadella, we are on track to increase production by about 35% this year. With the benefit of a full year of high grade ore, we expect a similar increase in production again next year. Turning to slide nine. Looking in more detail at Sabadella, material movement was significantly lower year over year due to the COVID-related fatigue management protocols. This delayed the mining of some of the high-grade ore into the second half of this year and into early next. As a result, the average grade process was about 25% lower than last year as we fed more low-grade ore from our stockpile through the mill. Reconciliation to reserves remains positive. Going forward for the remainder of the year and the future life of mine plan, we expect the plant head grade to increase materially, resulting in higher production and lower per ounce costs. Going to slide 10. Sabadella's overall and unit costs are well in line with our original guidance once you strip out the costs related to the pandemic. The majority of the COVID costs were absorbed into unit mining and GNA costs. However, to assist you with your period-over-period -period analysis, we have removed the impact from all-in sustaining costs. Overall, the per-ounce cost metrics were higher year-over-year -year due to the lower grades processed. We expect to close the gap between the mine's mid-year per-ounce cost performance and full-year guidance as we begin to blend the higher-grade free-milling ore from, from Massawa Sophia deposit in the Sabadala plant starting in Q3. Turning to slide 11. As outlined when we released the highlights of the pre-feasibility study last week, we are undertaking work to support a definitive feasibility study which will include an optimized mine plan that also includes a resource and reserves update 
and an optimized plant design and capital costs. The goal is to complete the DFS in late 2021. Meanwhile, the Savadella operating team is working on integrating and processing Massawa's high-grade ore. Mining activities commenced at the first Massawa pit, Sophia, in mid-July. This ore is scheduled to be delivered to the plant in August with a gradual ramp-up for the remainder of the year. As a result, we are increasing Savadella's 2020 production guidance to between 225 and 235,000 ounces of gold. We are continuing with the technical work and construction planning for the Massawa Phase 1 plant upgrades to be completed next year. As outlined in the pre-feasibility study, the estimated capital cost for Phase 1 is $37 million, two-thirds of which is expected to be spent this year. We expect to have a high-grade ore stockpile at year-end so that we can maintain a constant grade in the plant. Turning to slide 12, Wanyan's performance has exceeded expectations since commercial production was declared in November 2019. Since then, the plant has performed at approximately 25% above design, resulting in higher than planned production. This outperformance drove the update to the Life of Mine plan, which is continually being optimized as we begin to understand the plant capability. We feel the estimated rate of 3 million tons per year is conservative since the year-to-date production performance currently exceeds this. As a result, we are increasing our expected throughput guidance to between 3 and 3.2 million tons per year for this year, increasing our production guidance to between 150 and 165,000 ounces of gold. During the quarter, we mined 5 million tons of total material as we benefited from additional capacity provided by mining contractors. Ore tons mined were higher than anticipated due to increased ore tons identified against the resource model through in-pit geological delineation. Overall, reconciliation to reserves for both quarters and year-to-date remains positive. Due to factors such as delayed equipment deliveries, fatigue management, and maintaining a healthy ore stockpile at the current plant throughput rates, we are extending contractor mining through to the end of the year. This is resulting in a modest increase in unit mining costs. Now to slide 13. All of Wanyan's per ounce metrics for the six months are better than the lower end of their respective full year 2020 guidance ranges. This is mainly due to higher throughput and gold recovery rates resulting in higher production. Similar to Sabadella, Wanyan's COVID costs primarily impacted unit mining and GNA costs. Moving now to slide 14 to discuss expiration. We are increasing our investment in expiration to as much as $35 million in 2020, mainly to increase resources and reserves and operating mines and to test early and late stage expiration properties across our portfolio. Expiration activities for the second quarter focused on resource expansion and metallurgical drill programs at the Sabadala Massawa Gold Complex and expanded multi-drill expiration activities at the promising AFEMA project in Cote d'Ivoire. At Sabadala Massawa, we drilled roughly 250 holes, totaling nearly 21,000 meters during the quarter. As part of the drill program, about 145 holes or more than 10,000 meters were at Sophia, the first deposit earmarked for mining 
and integration into the Savadala processing facility. Resource evaluation and expansion programs at all three deposits, Sophia, Central and North, will continue during the third quarter. Expiration drilling is also planned for other priority targets, Delia, Tina and Samina. The goal is to identify additional oxide and fresh material to increase resources and expand reserves. In Cote d'Ivoire, we continued with geological and structural evaluations throughout the Ephema shear zone, as well as early stage evaluations at the prolific Nyam and Lisa and Wulawulu structural trends. Based on favorable early stage results, further trenching and drilling evaluations are planned for the third quarter at a number of priority targets identified. In Burkina Faso, expiration at both Wanyon and Golden Hill have been impacted by the pandemic. Drilling has now begun at Wanyon to initiate an aggressive resource evaluation and delineation program, both within the mining license and throughout the regional expiration permits. At Golden Hill, expiration activities remain on hold during the second quarter in response to the COVID-19 travel restrictions. We plan to restart the expiration drill program at Golden Hill early in the fourth quarter. And now over to Navin. Thanks, Paul. It was another strong operational quarter fueled by higher gold prices, leading to an increase in earnings and cash flow. Results would have been even stronger had it not been for the unfavorable impact of unsold bullion. Other items of note in the quarter. Firstly, earnings were impacted by cash and non-cash items related to our financing of Wanyon development and the acquisition of Maswa. Higher expense financing costs, together with non-cash losses on changes in fair values of share warrant liabilities, gold offtake payment liabilities, call rights, and contingent consideration all served to reduce net profit for the second quarter. Secondly, the impact of rising gold prices led to higher losses on gold forward sales contracts. Thirdly, a significant increase in our share price led to a jump in share-based compensation expense. And finally, this quarter, we also recorded a $32 million non-cash gain on the reversal of a previously recorded asset impairment as we increase the value of Sabadala with the acquisition of the highly accretive Maswa project. Turning to slide 16. In both the second quarter and first half of 2020, Taranga benefited from having two mines deliver solid production at a time of rising gold prices. Revenue nearly doubled, reaching $164 million, with higher average realized gold prices and a 47% increase in total ounces sold. Gross profit tripled versus the prior year period, mainly due to the addition of Wanyon's production. With the price of gold rising, we took the opportunity to restructure the remaining 25,500 ounces in gold hedges that were to settle in Q2 and Q3 at an average price of 1326 per ounce. This restructuring, which represents about a $6 million savings at current gold prices, allowed us to realize higher gold prices during the second quarter, while mitigating further mark-to-market losses as gold prices continue to rise, and crystallize a loss of $10.3 million at $17.14 per ounce, repayable in three monthly installments starting in November. Concurrent with this restructuring, we entered into an equivalent amount of zero-cost callers, 25,500 ounces with a floor of $1,500 per ounce, and a ceiling of $1,962 per ounce. These callers mature over three months starting in November. Moving to slide 17. 
Consolidated costs per ounce sold metrics were higher for the quarter and half year period due to the lower grades processed at Sabadala. Both the quarter and half year costs are in line with their respective full year guidance ranges and are expected to continue to track to guidance as Wagnon continues to operate as planned and higher grade Maso ore is fed into the Sabadala mill. Turning to slide 18, we recognize a net profit for the quarter of one cent per share compared to a loss in the prior period. The increase was mainly due to higher gross profit driven by Wagnon and a reversal of a previous non-cash impairment related to Sabadala. This impairment reversal is further evidence of the significant value that Massawa adds to Sabadala's overall value. These factors were partially offset primarily by realized and unrealized derivative losses and non-cash losses on changes in other financial instruments. Adjusted net profit was $0.17 cents per share, up from $0.03 cents per share in the comparative period. Over to slides 19 and 20. Like net profit, EBITDA and cash flow are benefiting from our second gold mine, which is driving higher production and lower costs, and higher gold prices. EBITDA increased by 135% to $52.8 million for the quarter, mainly due to higher revenues and a non-cash impairment reversal, partially offset by higher mine operation expenses and non-cash losses and changes in financial instruments. Removing the impact of non-cash gains and losses, adjusted EBITDA improved by 137%. Operating cash flows before changes in working capital increased by 187% for the quarter. For the six-month period, cash provided by operations before changes in working capital increased to $84.1 million compared to $45.6 million in the prior period. Finally, let's look at liquidity on slide 21. As at quarter end, we had a consolidated cash balance of $49.4 million. As mentioned, we held over 20,000 ounces of unsold gold bullion in inventory at quarter end. And using a prior uh, period and gold price of 17.68 per ounce, the sale of the bullion inventory is expected to generate cash of 36 million. During the first quarter, we repaid 14 million to Taurus, bringing our total debt balance to 416 million as of June 30th. And other than a small payment of $600,000 on the CAT equipment facility, there were no debt repayments in the second quarter. However, for the balance of 2020, we have fixed debt repayments to Taurus of $27.5 million plus cash sweeps. With massive production and higher gold prices, we will likely see cash sweeps in excess of fixed debt repayments later this year in the order of up to $20 million. For 2020, we would expect to pay between $40 and $60 million in total debt repayments. This concludes the financial review. Back to Richard. Well, thank you, Navin. This truly is an exciting time for Taranga. Before we move to Q&A, I do want to make um, a couple statements about the steps that we're taking to protect our social license and enhance our award-winning stability program. In the past few months, we have worked with our host countries, Senegal, Burkina Faso, and Cote d'Ivoire to support the communities in which we operate during the COVID-19 pandemic. We have signed the Black North Initiative to fight systemic racism in Canada and support the success of members of the black community. And we're creating a diversity committee. The Black North Initiative is an important action-oriented initiative that the board, the management team, and I believe in deeply. We've pledged our support, we set internal goals, and we're investing 
to achieve them. Over the last year, we have truly transformed this company. When you think about where we were 12 months ago, we were a company that was producing between 50 and 60,000 ounces of gold. Gold prices were about $1,300 per year. As we exit this second quarter, we're now producing roughly 90,000 ounces with the benefit of our second mine in production and gold prices are materially higher. As we move through the balance of this year and we start to incorporate Massawa, we will be at a quarterly run rate of roughly 125,000 ounces per year at lower cost. Beyond that, we've got Golden Hill. We're applying for a mine license in the second half of this year and we'll recommence the drill program as Paul mentioned earlier. And we've got a FEMA, so we've got a very strong pipeline at a time when gold prices are at record levels. Today, we're in a strong position to increase production, margins, EBITDA, earnings and cash flow, and to advance this pipeline of assets that I just mentioned. I could not be more proud of the Tranga team, as I've said a number of times recently, but we are just getting started. So I'd like to thank everyone for participating in this call and open it up to Q&A now. Thank you. As a reminder, I would like to, to remind everyone, in order to ask a question, press star, then the number one. That is star one for question. We'll pause for just a moment to compile the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from the line of Carrie McCurry with Conacord Genuity. Hi, good morning, everyone. Just a question on weigh on. You mentioned, you know, 1.8 million tons in the first half, and you know, given your guidance of 3 to 3.2, that implies a pretty significant decline in the second half. Just wondering, should, is that what we should be expecting, or is that relative conservatism? Hey, hey, Kerry, it's Paul. Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, we will uh, get a little bit lower grades uh, in Q4, uh, but we also are conservative. Um, so. You know, we want to make sure, uh, you know, we, we, we say what we do and we do what we say. Um, uh, and the other thing, too, you can take a look at uh, first quarter throughput and second quarter throughput. Project that into what our guidance is. And, and again, that's a conservative number. And again, it's just the first year. Sorry, Kerry, it's just the first year. We're still working our way through the various seasons, the wet season. But, you know, I can say through July that the mill continued to outperform. So it's been a real success story for us. Sorry, and then maybe just on yeah, sorry, just on the rainy season, you know, how we should think about Q three versus Q four production, just in for both assets. Uh well we typically do uh, a bit of a downgrade for, for overall production in Q three. However, um over at Wanyan we are in some reasonable grade. Uh as Richard just mentioned, July we haven't been impacted by rainy season yet. Typically you have material handling issues, so you can maybe have ten to fifteen percent lower throughput. Um but I would expect much of the same for, for Q3 over at Wanyan. And then, of course, over at, um, at Sabadella, we're starting to build up uh, the ore coming from, from Sofia, which, which is uh, the same metallurgical properties as, uh, as the rest of the uh, deposits on the Sabadella mine lease. Um, so we'll see an uptick on both of those. But as we move into quarter four, uh, we will be limited by the refining capacity at Sabadella. 
So production will be higher in Q3 at Sabadella than Q1 or Q2, and it'll be even higher in Q4. But again, we will ultimately be limited to yeah. um, the back-end refining, so we will have a high-grade stockpile at year end. Yeah, what ends up happening is we the, the bottleneck in the Sabadella plant becomes the elution circuit. You can only elute so much gold as you build in the high-grade, and that's why we're doing those phase one upgrades. In the interim, we'll just have a high-grade stockpile, and we'll man maintain a... Uh, a high head grade right on through consistently. Okay, and then maybe just when you expect to catch up on the, the unsold gold? Yeah, uh, hi, Kerry. Um, yeah, we've sold all that gold that was uh, uh, on hand at the end of June. Um, one thing, we just got some positive news that uh, commercial uh, flights for precious cargo for Sabadala um, is expected to recommence next week. Um, so we could start delivering gold um, two to three times a week on the commercial flights as opposed to every two weeks. So that's a big, big change for us. Um, over in Burkina Faso, uh, we're still reliant on um, charter flights as opposed to commercial flights. Um, so, and, and we just don't have an indication yet of how often or, or when the commercial flights will resume in Burkina Faso. Um, but we are partnering up with other gold mines there and shipping gold every two weeks. So. So Senegal, I think the uh, situation will get back to normal starting hopefully next week, and Burkina Faso will um, uh, will still be on that charter schedule. Uh, so every two week flights. Unfortunately, yeah, it's not going to come down just given the high grades going through at Sabadala as we move into August and September through the balance of the year. So I think as we move through the balance of the year, the number probably won't change materially. Um, we are going to be producing nearly a thousand ounces of gold a day at Sabadell as we move forward. And so even, you know, I mean, 10 days being between the last pour and shipment is 10,000 ounces just on. Yeah. Okay, maybe just one last one for me, just given, you know, you're heading towards 500,000 ounces, pretty strong free cash flow. Have you been thinking about a dividend potentially? Uh, yes, we will be raising that to the board. Again, we're just getting all of us in the industry reoriented to where gold prices are. And uh, with the gold prices at these levels, um, we will be able to repay that debt quite quickly. And as a result, we will be able to look to implement a dividend policy earlier than we had originally expected and talked to the board with. So I think we'll have more to say early next year on that. Um, but that would be a plan because as you've been running the numbers, even as we look at Golden Hill and ultimately something in Cote d'Ivoire, um, with the production and cash flows that we're generating from our two core assets, we will be generating significant free cash flow. Okay, great, I'll pass it on, thanks. Thanks, Carrie. The next question comes from the line of Wayne Lamb with RBC Capital Markets. Hey, morning, morning guys. Uh, <clears throat> just a couple questions. Um, just curious uh, on the uptick in the sustained capital guidance at uh, Yon. Just wondering if that was a function of uh, greater capitalized waste stripping uh, as you guys open up the mine. Yeah. So, yeah. This is uh, so. Wayne, is your question on the uh, the less mine uh, sustaining capital? Uh, no, just for twenty twenty. Just for 2020, in terms of the remaining sustaining capital for 2020, uh, we haven't yeah. changed the guidance sustaining capital for 2020 for for Wenyon this year. It's still the same guidance as we had at the beginning of the year. 
But Wayne, we have updated the life of mine guidance uh, for additional mobile equipment fleet as we increase the mining rate. Okay, got it. And then I'm um, just wondering at one, Jan, uh, the cost guidance uh, looks like it was um, the same despite the outperformance to the first half of the year. Um, just wondering if we're expecting a meaningful uptick in cost uh, through the back half, or is that um, you know similar uh, to what was raised before, just a level of conservatism? And um, just curious, um, you know, on the on the unit cost in particular, um, uh, as we move through the back half, uh, you know, if that's going to be um, how that how that's going to be comparing to the uh, updated life of mine. Uh, costs on on the mining front at 240 a ton, and the processing costs um, from the updated life of mine plan. I can take that. Uh, uh, so Wayne, yeah. So in the second the second half of this year, as as we outlined, um, we will be utilizing um, uh, higher cost contractors for the remainder of the year to keep up with the mill. Um, so we would expect those costs for the balance of the year to remain similar to what we had in Q2. Um, and for the life of mine um, uh, um, update that we provided for Wenyon, we did, uh, you will see on a per ounce basis anyway, um, roughly about a 75 to $85 per ounce increase relative to the last 43-101 technical report. Um, and in that update or that, that increase that you're seeing there, uh, about $50 an ounce relates to um, just higher costs that we're seeing for mining and about $35 per ounce is related to the higher security costs in GNA. Um, so, so in answer to your question, yes, we will see um, slightly higher costs um, uh, for the balance of the year, but similar to the second quarter, um, and we've uh, largely accounted for that um, also in our, our, our update for the life of mine. Yeah, and in, in terms of our cost per ounce guidance, I think we would generally expect to come in at the lower end of the range, but just elected not to... Um, change that cost guidance. We just left it as it was. And again, as Paul mentioned, we've rather under-promised and over-delivered the other way around. Okay, got it. Um, and then uh, just last question, um, just curious at Golden Hill, uh, what was the cutoff for the drilling that's going to be included in the PA? And um, just wondering um, how much of the, the 27,000 meter program uh, was going to be included yeah, all of that 27,000 meters will be included, and the cutoff was somewhere around early March with all the assays. Okay, thanks. Looking forward to it. Uh, that's all for me. Thank you. Thanks, Wayne. The next question comes from the line of Don DeMarco with National Bank FEMA. Thank you for taking my call. On Sabadala, um, updated production guidance is 225 to 235, yet the PFS calls for 245. Uh, what's the deviation between these two? Yeah, uh, the pre-feasibility mine plan was done, um, as, as you do with these studies, and you have everything integrated back uh, around April, and it's just due to the COVID this year with a slightly reduction in uh, material movement. That, that's a good catch. Um, we'll be okay. a little bit lower than that, and that's just deferral of high grade into next year. Okay. Yeah, Don, we're, Don, we're yeah. about 20,000 ounces behind for Q2 because of the lower material movement. So if you look at the material movement at Sabadala, it was roughly about 6 million tons. We were expecting <coughs> about And as a result, that just delayed the release of that high grade. So it's really carrying forward. 
um, the, the, the delayed production from Q2 that's impacting that number. Okay, great. And so at Sabadala, we do see the strip ratio coming down, throughput and grade increasing. So we expect grade to increase. Um, would we expect a continuation by the trends of strip ratio and throughput as well? Yeah. Um, we, if you take a look at the LOM that we put out on the pre-feeds, you see a declining strip ratio for the next five years over at, uh, at, at Sabadala. Now, in order to take advantage of the high grade next year, we, move, we plan to move somewhere around $39 million, and it keeps on going down from there. Uh, but we're expecting to be in the low 30s for this year, and that's primarily due to COVID. Okay, great. Uh, just moving over to Wanyan then. The updated mine plan, we, we, looking at the grade profile in different years, we see that the grade declines to 1.35 grams per ton in 2022 from, say, 2021 at 1.84, and then it goes back up again. What, what accounts for this drop in grade and then rebound? Yeah. Uh, the, the, that LOM really is an interim LOM at 3 million tons a year. As I said, uh, the plant right now is a lot higher. Uh, and it's really just timing getting into pits. And again, that plan is also about two months old. I mean, the plan has so far outperformed. We, we have to update the LOM yet again. Uh, and, not, and the other thing, too, is you'll see that the operating costs are bouncing around quite a bit. And that's really just the age of the equipment and component changeouts that we have. It's really done from first principles up. Uh, in reality, it'll be smooth somewhat. Okay. Okay, that's all for me. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Don. Again, if you would like to ask a question, press star, then the number one. That is star one for question. The next question comes from the line of Craig Stanley with Raymond James. Good morning, everyone. Uh, just a quick question. What's the timing for the Golden Hill PA? Yeah, we'll probably be issuing something late August or September. So thanks. That's all for me. All right. Thanks. Again, if you would like to ask a question, press star, then the number one. That is star one for questions. I will hand the call back over to Richard to conclude the call. Well, thank you. And I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, again, we're, we're quite excited about what's taking place. Uh, the company's truly been transformed. I know the goal, our share price has moved up materially. Um, we still believe that it doesn't reflect the value that we're creating. And uh, as Paul and David Mallow are, have talked about in the past, we do have some significant drill programs underway, and we do expect that to lead to higher resources and reserves that are operating assets. We've got Golden Hill, and we would expect to have an EFEMA press release at some point during this third quarter. Um, just to highlight the success we're having there. So there's more to come, and uh, we're excited about our future. So if anyone's got any further questions, uh, please feel free to reach out to Trish or any of us on the line. Um, so thank you for joining us today. and. Have a great weekend. Thanks. This concludes our conference call for today. Please disconnect your line and have a great day. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.